Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. I find dating advice around red flags to be a little limiting. In this episode, I will invite you to look at flags from a place of, this is a question to be answered, as opposed to, this is a problem to avoid. We live in a swipe left culture, and we justify this by saying, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste other people's time. But if you're in the dating world to find big love, is this not worth the time investment? The first given I will ask you to accept is that flags are not universal. And so lists of red flags are really telling you how to feel. And if that idea doesn't really sit well with you, I'll invite you to look at the flags in sort of three different categories, red, yellow, and green. Let's start with red. I will concede that these red flags are kind of universal. The person who repeatedly ghosts or no-shows for dates big red flag. The person who gaslights makes you feel like you're the crazy one, not that their behavior is wrong. These people often give mixed signals. They sometimes engage in things like love bombing. They call you baby one day, and then they act like you're clingy the next. Whether they know they're doing this or not, if you're looking for a serious relationship, this is not a person who you will find success with. They may just be uncomfortable with strong feelings that are coming up from being with you, but this is for them to sort out. It's not for you to be understanding about. Don't engage with someone who gaslights. You'll just find yourself in a self-help group for people recovering from narcissistic abuse somewhere down the road. Lying about anything. Lying about dumb shit is just as huge of a red flag as lying about what they were in jail for. Lying means that someone is not comfortable with their truth, with themselves, their past, their present, their comfort level, none of it. I don't want to be with someone who's so unregulated that they fall back to lying to avoid themselves. No thanks. Huge red flag. Angry outbursts. Someone who raises their voice 
or throws things. And then there's a less obvious things like road rage, not road irritation, like turn signals are a thing, lady, we all do that. But actual rage, pounding on the steering wheel, their veins are popping, they throw their hands up in the air. Someone who has road rage is often someone who's not comfortable with their anger and then it squeezes out of them like a scary peek behind the curtain when someone cuts them off. Another red flag is someone who cannot apologize. Look, we all make mistakes, whether it's being grossly late or acting in a passive-aggressive manner or falling asleep during sex. Someone who never just straight out says, I'm sorry, I messed up, is a huge red flag. So someone who says, yeah, but you didn't give me good directions, or you made it confusing, or you were a cold fish in bed. They are telling you right now that they are not a person who can take responsibility for themselves. The foundation of a conscious partner is someone who has the willingness and the skill to take responsibility for their actions. If they're not apologizing, run. Someone who calls names. Now, in the beginning of a relationship, the romantic interest is never going to call you a name. But do they call politicians names? Do they rant about the homeless and call people fucking leeches? Anytime someone calls names, this is a person who has a lot of unhealed shadows. They have repressed feelings in themselves that are coming out as a judgment on others. Someone who shames you for sharing or for trying. What were you thinking? You're so overdressed. Stop being so dramatic. You went to community college? What happened there? You've never had an orgasm? Are you frigid? Anytime you are being vulnerable, the person who is right for you will validate this and support. They will never embarrass or shame you. Here's a difficult truth. We ignore red flags. We do this because we lack a very core confidence, and we also do it in the name of love and human compassion. So how do we get out of the cycle of ignoring red flags? Self-awareness is key. Know your tendency to make excuses for bad behavior. Know when you are operating from a place of loneliness, and so you are willfully ignoring red flags. Make a list of absolute no's, ideally before you enter the dating world, but if you're already in, it is never too late. Every single time anything happens, use the skill of becoming the observer. Pull yourself up and out of the situation and simply observe. Your observer may look like the wise man on the top of the mountain. My observer has a flowing white sundress, combat boots, wavy wild hair, standing on the top of a rocky summit. And I look at the situation from her eyes. What does she see? From the observer, it is very often clear as hell that this person you're dating is on meth or confused about their ex or is using you for comfort during their own personal turmoil. Use the skill of taking yourself out of the situation and observing as just your most empowered, healthiest self. And then the red flags will be easy to see and the decision to remove the person from your life becomes a no-brainer. One side note here is that women especially tend to not want to reject. We are conditioned to fear rejecting a man in like sort of heteronormative dating. It's as if we have no right to decline a man's interest. 
if we think about this, we think that we're not operating like this. But if you're really truthful, you'll probably accept the fact that our culture conditions us to be like that, that we're a bitch for calling a man out on bad behavior. Leaving off a relationship because of a red flag is incredibly empowering. And here's what I mean. Let's use the road rage red flag as an example here. So if you're in a car on a fourth date and you're happily discussing a journey song that's just shuffled on an 80s radio station, and then suddenly the truck in front of you stops short and your date absolutely loses their shit. He leans on the horn and makes a move to get out of the car, gives the truck driver a piece of his mind. This is a huge red flag. Saying two days later that you're just not feeling it or that you've decided to spend some time working on yourself more before really dating seriously is disempowering. You're taking the easy way out. When you have a deep core confidence, you do not take responsibility for other people's behavior. Telling this kind of white lie is more than lazy or passive. It's really damaging to yourself. Saying with grace and straightforward honesty, your angry outburst in the car the other day was very unsettling to me and it brought up a lot of doubts. It truly made me not want to move forward in this situation with you. God damn, this is hard. But to take responsibility onto yourself for someone else's bad behavior is kind of like the father who watched someone push his daughter into the mud and though he walked her away from the scene he said to her well playing near mud has some risks it was time to go inside anyway that dress was itchy you said so this morning the daughter will hear that we allow people to treat us badly the daughter will hear that it is somehow her fault it's confusing and it chips away at your power. Say what happened. Say it's not okay with you. You are both father and daughter here. Don't make excuses for other people who fuck up their chance with you. Moving on to yellow flags. Yellow flags here is not in the sense of it's about to turn red, but yellow flag in slow down. In Germany, yellow traffic lights go between green and red both. So think of yellow flags just like this. Slow down and decide if you're going to stop or you're going to go. Your yellow flags will be different than mine. Ask yourself, how is your nervous system around this person? Do you feel off-center in a bad way? How's your muscle tension? How are you reacting to them? Are you people-pleasing? Are you disagreeing with everything for some reason? Do they trigger you into a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response? Do you know why? How has your body felt since dating this person? Do you have digestive problems? Does your headache the day after spending a lot of time with them? Are you nibbling your nails? Is your eczema flaring up? Your body speaks to you in relationship. Learning to listen is powerful. Just like taking yourself out of a red flag situation to observe is useful, Going deep into the body is useful for yellow flag situations. Pause when your body speaks. Listen. Feel into it. There's really great relationship wisdom there. A few yellow flags for me are someone who's not aware of their own needs or cannot speak them. Kind of wishy-washy. Someone who holds back and waits for me to lead. Someone who says, I've never met anyone like you. 
oh, I used to eat this one up, but then I realized that it's a yellow flag for me. It's another way of saying, I have no idea how to date someone like you. Maybe, maybe not. I'm still at yellow here with this one, and this is why it's yellow. If someone says this to me, I notice how they're saying it. I slow down. Are they saying it with wild curiosity, which is attractive and a green flag? Or are they saying it like, you are a strange novelty to me and I'm caught off guard by you? Then it's a red flag. Because I know that I used to have a tendency to make myself smaller when people are overwhelmed by me. I'm not doing this anymore, but it's still a pretty fresh pattern. And so I ask myself, is this a lesson I am feeling up for learning here? Sometimes being conscious of a toxic pattern removes it, but sometimes it's okay to simply acknowledge that this type of situation is just not something you're quite up for yet. And this is perfectly okay, and it's wonderfully self-aware to take a pass when you feel this yellow flag. Another great yellow flag question is, do their actions line up with the person's words? Sometimes people talk about their beliefs with such conviction, but when they're triggered, their actions are not at all aligned with those convictions. This person is on the path, they're aware, they know who they want to be, but they have not yet fully embodied this. For most people, this is a red flag. I put it here in yellow because we ourselves are trying to change patterns, and we sometimes meet people in the transition phase of that change. Let me just give an example here. Let's say that a person you're dating talks a lot about the importance of a new discovery for them called gentle parenting. They've read a lot about it. They've attended seminars. They talk about their wish to operate in gentle parenting mode. But when their nine-year-old keeps leaving the front door open and their 18-month-old continually toddles into the street, they lose their shit and they punish the nine-year-old. This might be something to be patient with. It's up to you. You will know by inquiry with your body mind. How does it feel to you? Be careful here with this yellow flag not to make anyone else's behavior your responsibility. If their actions don't match their words, they're often telling you who they want to be in a situation, not who they are. The yummiest flags are green flags. Your body lights up in the presence of your love interest, not just in a sexual way, but your breath, your skin, your eyes. A green flag for me is that after a phone call, my cheeks are pink and flushed and my smile felt like it was blooming from my sacral core. I'm energized by any contact with this person. Another fantastic green flag is someone who's done a lot of inner work and that they express massive gratitude for the work. Not as a punishment like, oh, I had to go through therapy, but as a growth that feels like power to them. Green flag, they have boundaries. They are able to calmly state and enforce their boundaries. Green flag, they are thoughtful in their answers. They say things like, hmm, I would like to give this some thought and get back to you. Green flag, they acknowledge their ego, but they are not run by their ego. Green flag, when a person uses validation in conversation, even if they don't agree, they validate your feelings. They give to you in ways that show that they are clearly paying attention to how you want to receive. Another green flag for me is I feel an ease in receiving these offers. The person's energy is clearly giving and it's not tricky or manipulative. They give from the heart, in other words. 
They acknowledge your efforts. They thank you for driving out to them. They thank you for listening to them barf out their work frustrations. They say, I appreciate you. Curiosity is a huge green flag. You are curious about their brain, their feelings, the way they might look naked. They respect your time. Another green flag is the way they look at you. They have a way of looking at you that feels like the ultimate ball of balanced energy. Not pushing, not pulling, not like a wolf and not like a puppy. A wonderful green flag is a willingness to communicate, to spend time together, to connect. Green is the color of Anahata, the heart chakra. I am wishing yours to bloom today and every day. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, we magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me. <laughs>